I'd like to thank KTMS 990 and Montecito Bank and Trust for making Scam Squad possible. I'm Patty Teal. And I'm Deputy District Attorney Vicki Johnson. Scam Squad is up next. Sound off. One, two. Sound off. Three, four. One, two, three, four. Scam Squad. Welcome to Scam Squad. I'm your host, Patty Teal. Here, as always, with our experts, Deputy District Attorney Vicki Johnson, who tells us about the latest scams that are going on, not only in Santa Barbara, but across the country. Hi, Vicki. Hi, Patty. So today, in light of the recent hurricane in Florida, which I know you have experienced firsthand, and other areas in the South, I thought it was a good time to talk about charity fraud, and in particular, the fraudulent solicitations that always seem to appear in the wake of any kind of natural disaster. That's so true, Vicki. And I have to say, it's so very interesting with human nature. Sometimes it brings out the best in people. There are so many people here in Fort Myers that are volunteering and helping and giving. But then there's that other element where scammers try and profit from somebody else's tragedy. But that's how they operate. I know it's so shocking and sad and horrifying. And I think the last time I talked about this was after Hurricane Harvey in August of 2017. And that was the terrible hurricane that struck Texas. And at that time, federal authorities issued warnings about scamming, targeting those who were trying to be good and do something to help the victims. And I'm starting to get bulletins right now from the FBI issuing exactly the same kinds of warnings. That's disheartening, but I'm so glad that you're warning us about that. And what did they say to look out for? First of all, be very cautious of any unsolicited emails that have anything to do with Hurricane Ian. Apparently, emails soliciting charity donations often appear after a natural disaster, so don't click on those links. Second, be very suspicious of charity messages that are posted on social media sites. Those sites are very ripe for scammers. And be careful of charities that seem to have sprung up overnight in connection with the hurricane. These are scammers trying to take advantage. Wow, Vicki, that's such great advice. I mean, I've already been getting dozens of emails offering money and this and that, and I'm so careful about not clicking on them because I believe that most of them are scams. But there are also well-meaning people who want to do what they can to help survivors of natural disasters like the recent hurricane. What tips can you give people about making meaningful donations? Federal agencies who deal with these kinds of emergencies offer the following tips. First and foremost, and we've said this before, donate to charities that you know and trust. Organizations like the Red Cross have been around forever. They're fully vetted. Or there is a charity based here in Santa Barbara that has a history of sending much needed supplies to disaster areas. It's Direct Relief International, and this is a nonprofit that gets high ratings, both for its organization and the fact that the supplies they send end up going to the people that they are trying to help. And I know that if you have a question about a charity, you can check it out with the Better Business Bureau to see how it's rated. And that's a good resource as well. Absolutely. And I have done that myself. And if people call and ask me about a charity, which sometimes they do, I have checked with the Better Business Bureau. So, Patty, another tip, 
beware of organizations with copycat names that may be similar to, but not exactly the same as those reputable charities. And remember that most legitimate charities have websites that end in O-R-G, not C-O-M. Thanks for that reminder. So the bottom line, it's just really important to research the charity that you're donating to. Absolutely. And the way that you pay is important too. Don't send cash or gift cards. Again, we've talked about that. That's a big red flag. Pay by check or credit card and make sure if you are making out a check, make it to the organization, not to a specific person. Now, this is a quote from the National Center for Disaster Fraud. I thought it was interesting. Unfortunately, criminals can exploit disasters such as hurricanes for their own gain by sending fraudulent communications through email or social media and by creating phony websites designed to solicit contributions, all the things that we just talked about. Right. So it sounds to me as if you're saying it's safest to donate to a charity that you're familiar with. That's very true, Patty. And if you're unsure how to research a charity, here's a way to do it. Search the name of the charity plus the words complaint or review or rating or scam. And you might be very surprised what comes up. So if a scammer does get you on the phone or even comes to your door, what are some tactics they might use to trick you? Well, as with many scams, they are going to try and rush you into making that donation. They're going to try and put as much pressure on you as they can to make it sound like an emergency and that you have to act now. They are also going to try and get you to pay by cash, Mm -hmm. gift card, courier, or wiring money, all those typical venues that scammers usually use to get paid. And here's a big tip. If you ask them, to send you information in writing about the charity, they won't do it because they don't have anything. Wow, that is a great tip, Vicki. So basically, it's a lot of the same red flags that we've talked about with other kinds of scams. Yes. And remember, Patty, that scammers can spoof phone numbers. So the call might look like it's coming from somewhere local, or it might look like it's coming from somewhere like Fort Myers, but it's really coming from out of the country. Are there any other resources where we can check out a charity besides for the BBB? Yes, you can go to charitynavigator.org or charitywatch.org. And I'll say those names again, charitynavigator.org or charitywatch.org. Those are very legitimate sites. And you will learn from those sites how much of your donation will actually serve the victims that you are trying to help. Great advice, Vicki. If one of our listeners does get caught up in one of these scams, how would they report it? Well, this is where it's important to know where to go. Report to F. FTC.gov, federaltradecommission.gov. That's the organization that will get involved in these kinds of scams. And Patty, it's wonderful to be generous and donate to different charities that are close to your heart. But that generosity also puts you at risk of donating to scammers. So continue to be generous. Just be careful. 
Gee, Vicki, that is such great advice. Now, as we mentioned, I actually am in Fort Myers, so it's a little easier for me to give because I can see right where it's going. But America is such a wonderful country. In a way, we're a family and we help each other no matter what state we live in. I think especially if you're in a different state, it's really hard to know where something is going if you don't follow the advice that you gave today. Well, I'm just hoping that people will be generous, but be careful, as I said. Right. Thank you so much, Vicki, for the great advice. Any good news today? I do have some good news today. I just got this article in, and it is about the U.S. postal fraud scheme, which we have talked about, people emptying mailboxes. And this was a huge postal fraud scheme that was happening in Los Angeles. And more than 80 people have been charged in this scheme. So they rounded these folks up. They did an investigation in which suspects deposited checks stolen through the U.S. Postal Service into various bank accounts, totaling nearly $5 million in losses. And apparently what these scammers did, this was a big operation, and they think it was run by a couple of gangs in Los Angeles. So they would have people steal mail out of mailboxes, as we have talked about, and then open bank accounts and wash the checks and deposit those checks written out to a new payee and for a different amount into these bank accounts and then quickly withdraw the money before the banks could discover that these were fraudulent checks. So this investigation identified hundreds of victims across California. So once again, it is always good to report if you have been scammed because you never know. If you never report, if they catch the scammers, you're not going to get any restitution because they're not going to know that you're a victim. So report, report, report. FTC.gov, local law enforcement, and IC3.gov. Great advice, Vicki. Thank you so much. And if somebody wants to speak to you directly, you're in Santa Barbara, but we do welcome people from out of state as well to tell their stories because there's a scam in one part of the country. It's somewhere else as well. How would they get a hold of you? Yes, Patty. And I'm glad that you mentioned that because I am getting calls from all over the country. So I do welcome these calls. And my number is area code 805-568-2442. And again, that's 805 805- Five six eight two four four two. Well, thank you, Vicki. Thanks for all your good work. We really appreciate it. Thank you, Patty. Bye-bye. Bye.